This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Football is our religion. One Call Stadium is our church. Nigel Clough, the God we choose to believe in. By name, I am your priest. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together, be upstanding and be thankful for our Lord Almighty, John Joe O'Toole. The news the Stags had been waiting for finally came out earlier today at 5pm on the 17th of January 2022. Mansfield Town released the news that John Joe O'Toole has signed until the summer of 2024. A fantastic signing for Mansfield Town who can now put their worries behind them and focus on the second half of the season, starting tomorrow night as they head for League Two leaders, Forest Green Rovers, a team beaten only twice this season. Can Mansfield Town make it three times? Can Mansfield Town put three more points on the board? Can the Stags climb the league table? And will John Joe O'Toole signing help to galvanise Mansfield Town even more. Get involved and have your say on your team in the comments. Share your views on the signing of John Joe O'Toole and, of course, your reflections on Saturday's win over Warsaw. Coming up over the next hour, we'll get reaction to that game. We'll look back on that game from the commentary highlights and look forward to a real ding-dong battle as the Stags go to Forest Green Rovers. This is the show for the fans by the fans. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast, and this is the Sunday Sermon on a Monday. Get involved in the comments now as the journey continues.
John Joe O'Toole's magic. He wears a magic hat. And now he's not got long hair. He's solid at the back. He heads it to the left. He heads it to the right. And when we win promotion, we'll sing this song all night. Let's hope that today's news can spark the remainder of the season. Good evening and welcome to the Mansfield Matters podcast. We're joining me to cast over Saturday's win over Warsaw and the excellent news of John Joe O'Toole's signature until uh, the summer of 2024. Not one, not two, but three Stags fans who are all delighted by that news. They are, in no particular order, Clive, never in any doubt about John Joe. Good evening. Hello, hello everybody. Cam, can't be bothered to think of a name, Felton. Evening. <laughs> and the blind stag, keeping it as it is, Nathan Edge. Good evening. Oh dear. Well, let's jump straight in with uh, today's news. The news which came out at five o'clock. If you've been under a rock and you've missed it, uh, Mansfield Town are delighted to announce that defender John Joe O'Toole has signed a new contract which will keep, which will keep him at One Call Stadium until the summer of 2024. The 33-year-old has performed exceptionally for the Stags since signing as a free agent in October. Playing in defence as well as midfield, the former Northampton man has made 13 appearances in all competitions for Nigel Clough's informed men, weighing in with three goals. Clough said, we're very pleased to see JJ sign his new contract. It'll be brilliant news for Stags fans. Mr and Mrs Radford have worked very hard on this, along with David Sharp, to get it over the line. Since he's come into the club, we've enjoyed a great run, and JJ's been part of that. He feels we've got a good squad with the potential of success. Let's be honest before we delve into uh, to, to how pleased we really are. You've got never in any doubt, Clive, as your tagline. But honestly, hand on heart, was there any doubt? Uh, a little bit, because you can never really understand what, what drives people to do what they do. But I've always felt this was always about money and contract. And I think I, I was surprised he's been given a two and a half year contract. And I'm delighted because I think it's exactly the right thing to do. And I'm guessing there aren't too many of those out there available to, to a player of his age. So, and I think he's obviously been given some financial reward for uh, what we've seen in him. But this is the very best type of signing you could possibly have. It's this, it's a no-risk no signing because we've had 13 weeks trial of a lad, or 13 matches trial rather. You know, so we know exactly what we're getting for our money. There's not going to be a slip-up with this one. They all ought to be like that. They, they really should. Um, Cam, I was going to say, 33 years of age, like Clive says, it's very rare to, for a player of that age to be handed a two-and-a-half-year deal. But you know what? Of all the players that we could hand deals of that magnitude to, I'm in no illusions that O'Toole, from this day to the very, very last day he wears a stag shirt, will give his absolute everything. What a leader and what a player to have within our ranks. It's brilliant. I think, um, obviously, since the day he stepped through the door, he's, he's been an absolute rock, and it 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 it's, it just came at a good time. I think we just obviously we got out of that horrible run, and it just boosted us. I think just that experience, and and yes, fair enough, he'd maybe got a little bit of a history in Mansfield, the old uh, John Joe O'Toole day. Maybe felt like he'd got a bit of unfinished business at Mansfield after that. He's come back. He's, he's hit it off. And uh, you did worry, though. Was he going to sign? Was he going to sign? Obviously, we've been linked with a few others. And then Doncaster decided they were going to announce someone at half past four, at the, like near enough the second, as we were waiting for 
the signature of whoever, they go and, and announce someone and they did the same thing and uh, say, signing it off. And you think, oh no, here we go, here we go. We're genuinely worried, like, oh, we're not, we're not going to get him. And I think it, he'd have been a disappointed if we didn't get him. I think he's been a fantastic addition. He brings a lot to the team. So I don't know what the Radfords and Sharp have done, but thank you. Because if if what Clough was saying was right, then he quite easily at his age decided, you know what, I'm I'm gonna take the big payday towards the end, and I'm I'm gonna go and play up the road up at uh, up at the keep moat. Nath, one thing Alan Wilson has said on this podcast when we were sort of talking about it when it was up in the air was the word loyalty, and you've got you've you've got to sort of take that into consideration a little bit, and you know, like Cam said. There is a little bit of a, a frosted history with, with O'Toole and the Stags fans, but the Stags fans have taken him under their wing. They've taken him to heart. And I think O'Toole has perhaps repaid that a little bit by putting pen to paper. For me, this is the biggest signing of the season. Yeah, I mean, the two and a half year deal would have uh, would have helped. but um, <laughs> And the extra know, Kit Kat. I, don't forget the extra Kit Kat. I think he's had a Kit Kat double, to be honest, thrown in there. But um no, I think, um, like you say, that the news, it's its like we've had just another win, isn't it? It's like we've had the 10th the win in a row. Well, not in a row, but you know, you know what I mean? Um, it's, a, it's a big boost for us. And exactly like Clive said, um, the reason why it's so good for us is the fact that he's been 18 games and we know what we're getting. If we didn't get him, I mean, I'm glad I didn't see that Doncaster was making an announcement because I would have been absolutely... Uh, dreading what was coming next. So I'm glad I missed that, come, uh, to be honest. But um, Me too. Me too. Yeah. I was driving home, so I'm very, very glad. <laughs> I've, I've already been in trouble once because we I was out for a meal with uh, with Emma and Oliver and obviously I was, I was glued to my phone and she said it's family time. I said not until not until the transfer window shut, it's not. So um, yeah, <laughs> guess how that went down. But um, yeah, no, it's, it's like... Yeah, uh, enjoy the spare bed tonight. Yeah, it's another. I will. I won't get woken up. Um, <laughs> so it's another massive boost for us. So um, yeah, just gets us going into Tuesday night. Well, tomorrow night. You know, with a you know with a, with another thing to be happy about and uh, to celebrate. So yeah, bring bring it on. Let's delve into um, let's delve into uh, some of the uh, some of the comments tonight. Uh, let's see what we've got. Uh, Glyn has kicked us off. Says fantastic news tonight about JJ. Um, Stags chat says, come on. Um, uh, come on, we got him. O'Toole is here to stay. Come on, you stags. Uh, Donna says, not been able to get my hubby off the ceiling. Uh, Roger says, evening, lads. Great news on JJ. Uh, Nick says, in JJ, we trust. Uh, Chris, amazing news about JJ. Um, stags chat again. Yes, we got him. He's here to stay. O'Toole is here to stay. Paul, two words, quality signing. Richard, great news on O'Toole. And a big thank you to the Radfords. Without them, it wouldn't have happened. Uh, Mark, brilliant news. Chris, um, whatever happened to signing players, uh, uh, to, to singing players' names, need one for JJ. Well, we did one at the top of the show. I've told you, John Joe O'Toole's magic. He wears a magic cap. We'll get it going. Um, Craig, don't. Uh, well, well, I will. Why not? It's a great song. It, it is a great song. Absolutely great song. Uh, I've got some, uh, some spam YouTube comments uh, coming as well. I will block them as I get to them. Don't worry. I ignore all of them. Um, they will never grace this again anyway let's uh go back uh, where was i in uh, in the comments uh pedro great news about jj uh we knew it came down to a decent contract and some coin ace signing uh o'toole in the changing room is a warrior and gets 100 percent out of the other players says richard let's talk um uh, about that because you know we, we we've definitely over the last sort of 
year, Clive, been a side who are trimming the budget and not looking to add expensive players. There's, there's no doubt that O'Toole will be on a little bit of uh, additional money. But I think given where Mansfield are and given the fact we lost James Perch and uh, all the other things around that, we you know the, the two loanies which didn't quite work out. Obviously, Richard Narty still with us. Not sure what's happening with Will Forrester at the minute. We needed somebody to come in. O'Toole's been that person. I remember sort of saying, you know, with with you outside Exeter's ground as, as the news came in that he'd signed his short term deal. That actually this would be the, the a big signing for us. And do you know what? I'm going to call myself Mystic Craig because we were both right. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't know the lad as well as you seem to do, but I mean, it didn't take long to realise this this lad's got oodles of experience to fall back on, and he, for his for his age, and he's as fit as a flea. Um, it reminds me of Kevin Bird in his in his heyday, the authority he has and the impact he has on players around him. Um, I'm a bit older than you guys, so I remember Kevin in his pomp. But the uh, the reality is he's proved in his time with us that he is is worth the money. You can't accuse the club of wasting money this year. They've done everything they can to curtail spending. They've uh, uh, David Sharp and and the management team have been very very reluctant to sign people up on long term or or even full contracts during the course of this season. We've only really taken people on loan, and they've shipped people out to try and balance the books. So I'm sure there was a bit of spare cash there anyway. But let's not forget. As this season's progressing, we're taking far more at the turnstiles than we would have budgeted for. Yeah, I think that's a that's a prime point to touch upon, Nate, as well, because you know, with wins does come bums on seats. We've been fortunate that we've had six home games in a row, which has definitely, definitely helped. But you know what? The more people we get through the turnstiles, especially after having a season with no um, supporters in there, the better it's going to be because. More, more money through the turnstiles equals a better budget for next for next year as well. So it all goes hand in hand. Better crowds, better performances equals better crowds and more better performances. Well, and you've got the, the fact that since he's been at the club, how, how much our performances and results have improved. And if we could do what you know, two months ago we th- would have said was unthink- unthinkable and, and go and get promoted, well, the rewards for, first of all, being in, in League One, better you know, better income for a, you know, you get a better chunk of the TV deal. Um, but more importantly, you look at the teams that are in that league, you're going to, we're going to have, have another, yeah, at least another thousand on, on our, on, on the home turnstiles, but you're going to get this wet away and sell, sold out many weeks with like support from Phipps with Chef Wednesday, you know, Derby potentially going to be down there. You know, there's, there's a massive, massive reward for actually getting up there if we can do it. And, you know, we're only halfway through the season, we're not going to get carried away, but, you know, I think um, this is a bit of a sort of sign of an intent, you mm. know, in, in a sense that this could could be really key in us, you know, staying up there in, in, in the mix. Uh, Nick has added, JJ will be around 36 when the contract finishes, which is the same age that Perch is now. And we saw Perch as a big loss when he got injured. If he keeps himself fit, then there's no reason why JJ can't carry on playing for another five years. Yeah, let's touch upon that a little bit, Cam, because... When a player has been out without a club for so long, like JJ was, there is always a danger that they're not going to be fit. But O'Toole has looked one of the fittest players that we've got within our squad. And there is no such thing as coincidences in football. No, there isn't. Um, But also, I think the, the fact that he's had that time to get fit. Obviously, he's been out for 
had the game for what six months. He, he was training with a number of teams throughout the summer, and the only reason we picked him up is because Stevenage couldn't. Uh, interestingly enough, he scores against them. Their gaffer gets sacked, and we're laughing all the way to the bank because we've saved some money. Because <laughs> in theory, we've not had to, we've not paid as much for him. We've not had to pay no transfer fees or anything. So it's a nice bit of business, to be honest. Like, yeah, fair enough. He might be paying paid a little bit more fine uh, wage wise, but compared to other targets, say Pigiani from Oldham, we'd be paying wages and a transfer fee. So we've probably got the best deal out of it. Final final thoughts on transfers. Clive, I'll come to you first. Um, we'll talk, I'm sure, about adding other players in other areas later on. But for me now, I think that defence has sorted itself out. I think the only question will be whether or not we look to extend um, the loan of Will Forrester or whether we look to replace... Will Forrester in terms of of numbers, but I think considering what we've got in having brought JJ in, you know, on, on that longer term deal, we've got Rawson fit, we've got Hewitt fit, we've got Hawkins who seems to be comfortable enough playing there with with Johnson back in attack. I don't think we need to be looking at bringing in a marquee defensive signing now. If anything, it needs to be a cover. Absolutely, I don't think we're desperate in any department. To be quite honest, I think. Um, we certainly haven't got the anxiety in the back line that we had at the earlier part of the season. And in fact, we have got an element to cover because of the flexibility of Hawkins and, and obviously JJ being in the squad now. And I think the uh, the reality is we have a little bit of a, a need for cover on a striker because if either of those two or three players that we depend upon go down with something, we need somebody else. And I don't think we've got a young person on the bench that could satisfactorily fill that role at the moment. Yeah, I think so, we need. To, we so need I think to... I can I can see a striker coming in. Mm, yeah, I'd agree with that. I think probably need to look at if if Clough's talking about you know one goes out before one comes in. Nate, you're probably looking at getting James Gale some game time elsewhere because he's been sort of the go-to sort of um, stopgap on the bench in recent weeks, and probably to a degree Tyree Sinclair. But I think that it would be very a divisive move for Sinclair. Quite a few would be happy to see him go out and develop, but a few others will be annoyed that he's not been allowed to develop in-house. Yeah, so obviously time will time will tell on that one. But they're, they're the two that you probably would assume that if they're, they are going to be outgoings, you know, certainly looking at loans anyway, um, it's going to be one of those two, isn't it? And I say probably more likely going to be Gale. So we'll see what happens in that department. I mean, for me, I know we're saying we, we're, we're looking good back there, especially with, with John Joel. Um, you know, signing, but I, I'm I'm still, you know, for me, I still rather see, a, a, you know, a right-sided defender come in with Cal Gordon still being out for a while, and 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 be in, in in with that being able to push Hawkins back up top. Then you kind of fill in both positions again, rather than mm. bringing in a striker and leaving Hawkins back there. I think I think there's still there's still room to to do that for, for me. Yeah, uh, we'll touch upon strikers and, and positions more as the window goes on, of course. It's only the 17th of January, so still got another week or so, uh, a couple of weeks or so to go in the transfer market. Um, this is, uh, or it is supposed to be, the Sunday sermon from yesterday. We've pushed we pushed it back for, for definitely for the reason of waiting for the O'Toole announcement and not because Nathan was having his 40th Christmas day yesterday. Um, but Shocking. Cam... I know. Let's focus on uh, the game on Saturday. 
Do you know what? At half time, I was thinking I'd take it. I'd take a point. I'd take a goalless draw. Keep the clean sheet and sort of uh, keep that unbeaten spell going. But we kicked on in the second half and uh, got our dessert. We, we got what we deserved because we were knocking on the door with a one of those big red police keys in the first half. We were. He just wouldn't drop for us. Second balls, uh, bobbling balls. He just wouldn't settle for us and. It's frustrating because we're creating so many chances yet again, but we we either can't finish them off or they just uh, it just the difficult conditions. A pitch that's a little bit wet, the ball's not bouncing how we want it. The the wind, the the fog made it visibility started to get difficult in the second half again. So, but it's one of these things we've had to deal with it for the last few weeks. So. It's just down to that get finding that finishing touch. But on the flip side, when when you are going for promotion, when you are going for the playoffs, it's it's these sort of nitty gritty games that where you're probably looking at a draw or a loss, you, you're grinding out a win when you're maybe not at your hundred percent best. I don't think we were on on Saturday. I don't think we were a hundred percent where we wanted to be. And obviously, Clough saw that and and. Obviously, it was more forced that Ollie Clark had to come off and Charles Lee had to come on, but Charles Lee put in a shift and and helped change the game. And that's that's the difference between Charles Lee and Clark for me personally. I think Clark's more, you think more defensive, Charles Lee, bit more attackive. You go for that att- attacking intent, and hey yo, bish bash boss. Two goals later, three points in the bag, and we and we're singing all the way home. As Chris says in the comments, Clive, back to Saturday, you never realise how much Sturk puts in until he was missing on Saturday. A good ratter in the middle of a pitch. Absolutely. He was the star of the previous game, in my opinion. Um, mm. Although a lot of what he does isn't noticed. That's just it's true of Bowery as well. A lot of what Bowery does isn't isn't given credit for. He's very much, uh, uh, in my opinion, um, in life, a player of the season at the moment. But anyway, that I'm off the subject. Yeah, Sturk, I think, is a genuine, hard-grafting, uh, brave little player. And that's exactly the sort of player we need. And uh, especially alongside uh, the midfield, which in itself is is a mixture of, of skills. You've got you've got some deft skills from some of the players and you've got the, the raw aggression of the Mad Irishman, uh, who, by the way, <laughs> got aggressive with a member of the coaching staff at some point. But we... <laughs> He just gets on and goes for the ball, and I love him for it. You know, I think you're referring you to uh, Richard's comment of uh, even though I thought uh, he had an excellent second half, I'm disgusted with Quinn's lack of respect towards the management and squaring up to Garner ridiculous behaviour. I'll, I'll forgive of... him for I'll forgive him that because I want that passion, and he's, I, he yeah. wears his heart yeah. on his sleeve. That lad does. And you watch him and anything to celebrate. He's the one that's he can barely contain himself, and he's clenching fists with the fans and. I like that. That's that's total commitment coming straight from the beater. And that's exactly what we need in our dressing room, isn't it, Nath? Some grit, some determination. Yeah, I mean, obviously, referring to the you know that that moment of an incident, yeah, you know, as long as it's managed well and it doesn't doesn't dwell and doesn't carry on, then there's no there's no issue with that. When you're when you're out on the pitch, like like Clive says, there, you know, commitment and dedication to the cause. Uh, you know, it could sometimes lead to disagreements, but whatever. As long as it's dealt with and move on from it, it's not for me. That's not a not a problem. I'd rather see that than somebody who's half fast and mm. shrugs the shoulders and 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 doesn't care. So, um, no, I I definitely agree there. And like you say, the the balance we've got in the midfield, 
with that, you know, the, the youthfulness of, of Sturk, um, and, and you throw Charlesley in there, um, you know, your Maris as well. We've, we've got some, we've got a really good mixed bag. Um, so, and we, well, we've always said that, we? our midfield has always been strong, but, um, it's nice to see that even when we do lose a couple through injuries or, or whatever, we've still got ones like Charlesley to come off the bench and, and make an impact. And that's exactly what Clough said he wanted. You know, we didn't necessarily get it the week before, uh, and, and, and Clough sort of, gave them a little dig in the post-match uh, but then they came out and um, you know Charles Lee proved him wrong this week I think one thing I like about Sturt Cam is this ability to spot a pass which isn't there it reminds me of a young Adam Murray yeah it does and I think for such a young player he's got such a fantastic footballing head you just pick out the the first goal at Crawley, what a fantastic ball into Ollie Hawkins. He times it perfectly, gets enough whip on the ball. He puts it exactly where Hawkins needs it, to stick it in the back of the net. Fantastic. And yeah, such a young age uh, compared to all the players in the team. And you think, oh, right. Um, really, who are you going to start? Are you going to start? start Maris, Clark, Charlesley, Quinn, or, or Ryan Sturk, who's on loan, uh, quite young, not a massive amount of experience, but to be honest, I think Sturks more than held his own against the the more experienced players in the team. And yes, there's a couple of players you think like, oh, he's, he, he's very unlikely to displace someone like Stephen Quinn or Ollie Clark in the team unless they're injured. But he, he's more than matched them from whenever he's played this season and, and definitely put in a, a good performance. And let's hope that we can keep hold of him in, Hold of him until the end of the season. I don't know what his deal is with the the old uh, recall from Birmingham, but every player will have a recall on them, recall option on them. But I, I doubt they'll take it when he's playing. It depends because some have a date. So I, can, I think it was Kane Hemmings years ago from Oxford. They had to be recalled by a certain date. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, but I'm not sure. But hopefully, you've got to keep hold of him, basically. That's the most important thing. There's a question for you all. On the basis of what we've seen as Sturk in recent games, we'd want to keep him. Yes. Um, would we want to pay real money for him if he was available to us in the close season? Reasonable. I think I would I think I would only pay if we, you know, we were we'd we'd gone up. I think I I don't think I'd pay if we were going to be in League Two again because again I'd I'd be looking at budget trimming and things like that. I think he's got the quality to go on. But I also don't think he'll want to play in, in League Two again. I think similar to, similarly to Nathan Bishop, he's going to see his career at a much um, much higher higher level. And rightly so for me, rightly so. In that case, we need to be looking for another goalkeeper. <laughs> yes, because, we do. Because we, we... Well, not if we're in League One next year. Well... Yeah, I'd, I'd rather <laughs> like us to have our own goalkeeper rather than relying on people lending as keepers. But I think we, if we do get promoted this year, then I think the club will give Clough a reasonably big war chest and uh, and therefore we need to be buying players. And as I said in the beginning of this conversation, it's much easier and safer to buy a player that you know well. Mm. And if, if Sturk was available, then I think there's a reasonable investment there because he's a young player. If you remember when we took... Um, um, who was it? When we took Perch on and when we took uh, the Mad Irishman on, the, the talk was... Which Mad Irishman? There's two. <laughs> the ginger. <laughs> Try to, what are you trying to... 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 What are you tr
<laughs> the, uh, the, I mean, they, they said at this stage in their careers, we don't expect them to play 46 games. Well, in actual fact, apart from the head injury, both of them showed much more uh, resilience than, than that, that statement would suggest. And I think it's got to be good to try and balance out those senior players with some youth. And if it's some youth we've had a, a good look at, take some of the risk away. And I, I, I mean, if he was available at sensible money, I'd, I'd want to keep him. We did, we did, we did miss him on uh, on Saturday, Nath. But I think one thing it also did do was actually highlighted the importance of George Maris again. Obviously, first half, John Joe O'Toole, our brand new signing, um, newish signing, um, played midfield for the first half, then dropped back into to centre back for the second half and allowed Maris to sit in that defensive midfield role. All throughout his career at Cambridge, he played just behind the the front line. Since he's been at Mansfield, he's dropped deeper and deeper. And to be honest. Similar to Sturk, the very two identical players, Maris can also spot a pass from nowhere. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's why I was saying the, the depth, the strength in depth in the midfield area is superb in it, you know, this, this season. And um, he's, again, for me, he was another contender for, for man of the match on, uh, you know, on Saturday with the performance he put in, put in midfield. And um, he's, 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 I think he's, he's pretty consistent as well. He probably... Has one off a game every every now and then, but um, you know, for, for this level, um, you know, I I think is another one that's probably under, you know, un- underrated at times. But uh, he always puts in a you know a good shift, and like I say, he gets stuck in, but he can pick up pick out a pass as well when he when he has to. So uh, no, I, for me, the midfield area is uh, one of the most pleasing parts of our sort of squad at the moment. Yeah, it certainly is. It's certainly one which is, you know, we had that thing, didn't we, of uh, last season, Cam of. Uh, saying that we've got the best midfield in League Two, that sort of wavered a little bit, um, you know, towards the start of the campaign. But actually, with the addition of of Sturk in there, getting game times as well, I actually think you know that that statement's not too far off there. When you look at, like Nathan says, the depth we've got. The only thing for me will be um, it, it's where you rank them because Ollie Clark goes off at half time. He was injured. It wasn't a, a tactical decision. Um, but honestly, if I hand on heart, you know, he's, he's a great lad. But also, I don't think he probably gets in the, in the top three or four. And, and that's no disrespect to how good he is of a player. I just think there's, we've got so much quality in there. I think the difficult thing is that when when the key players were out, injured or suspended, it, it gave, firstly, brilliant opportunity for these younger players to, to come through. But then <coughs> the issue is these players come back and then what do the young ones do? It, it, I, this isn't the case, and I, I'm just put, putting this out, but war, warming up at half-time, it was very much the older players and the younger players separate at half time. I don't know if anybody else noticed that, but they were very much warming up separately at half time. And I don't know whether that was just uh just by luck or what, but it's just how do you integrate the young players into the side? Cam felt is a conspiracy theorist. Is that what we're going for? No, but you get it's like you, it's it's great to bleed these these young players through and get them chance. One of which has seemed to have gone completely missing this season. Um, Jason Laws then had a fantastic towards the end of last season, stalled this season from what Clough said in training and other things that they've done. 
but then he, he's turned it round last couple of times that he's come on. But is he going to get a shot in the first team? Probably not yet, unless someone's injured or COVID or suspended or yada, yada, yada. Hey, I tell you what, he's class on football manager. He is, but it's just difficult to get these players in. And who seriously, in that, who would you drop at the minute? If you've got a fully fit Mansfield team, who would you drop to get one of these young lads in? And that's the importance of uh, getting young players out and developed as much as it is getting them Especially in. Especially when we've fine, got no reserve. Balancing There's act. no reserve league again. We should have had a game tonight, shouldn't we? But I think it was the uh, under twenty threes. That off, yeah. Premier League Cup. <clears throat> Wigan, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, Wigan. Think... Yeah, we should should have been at home as well. Which so would we've have been got. A shame, but, uh... but yeah, those youth players that they're too old to be in the the under eighteens, but they're not quite they developed for the first team a hundred percent. But then there's no other than like the Premier League Cup, which is a relatively new thing. There's no real week in, week out reserve league like there has been for the last few years. Yes, it's COVID and yes, it might go back to how it was next season. But next season might be too late. Come the end of the season, we might release Jason Law. We might release Tyree Sinclair. We don't know what's going to happen. We, we, we don't know where we'll be with regards to what league. We could throw it away and still be in League mm. 2. We could go on and do it and be in League 1. Which then... yeah, shut your mouth, Felton. Shut up, Cam. <laughs> But I'm you get what I mean. How that, do you... I'm supposed to be the one that brings this show down, not you. <laughs> but it's just frustrating because we've got such good young players. But how do you, how do you do it? How do you find a to where everyone's happy and everyone's getting yeah. game time? Uh, Will says Jason Law looks very sharp. Would like to see him uh, break through. He had an Achilles injury at the start of the season. Uh, personally, think he is the best footballer Mansfield have. Uh, Jack says Alistair Smith left and starts. Uh, regularly for Sutton. Sometimes the younger players are judged too quickly. Yeah, it's a, certainly a quandary discussion for another day because uh, it's time to delve back in time a couple of days and get uh, some reaction uh, and round off and tick off uh, Saturday's game. A tuna win over Warsaw after the game. I caught up with Stag's boss Nigel Clough speaking to me for Mansfield 103.2. And just a little reminder before you jump on in the comments, go, oh, well, we've signed January until now. This was recorded Saturday after the game when we didn't know what was happening. Here's Nigel Clough. Nigel, two goals from a substitute, three points and a clean sheet. Is that the near-perfect afternoon for your boys today? Well, not to get the goals from the sub, but certainly the three points and the clean sheet are in a very, very difficult game. Uh, I thought Warsaw, we didn't feel comfortable until we got in the dressing room uh, at the end of the game because uh, Warsaw are an incredibly honest team who were capable of causing you problems, as they did at times this afternoon. And I thought the two turning points in the game at 0-0 were Nathan Bishop's save in the first half uh, and then George Marys clearing one off the line about two or three minutes before we scored. And I think they were the things that got us our victory today. Yeah, as much as we talk about goals scored, we don't see many clean sheets. We haven't that this so, so far this season, so really, really important and a big lift for your side to get that. Yeah, I think some of the crowd might be disappointed there was only two goals in the game and not five, not five like there is normally. Uh, but there could have been today, say they created chances and, uh, and also in the first half. I thought we had four or five great situations, uh, which we've been making more of. Uh, and didn't, didn't on this occasion. Let's talk about that change at half-time. Ollie Clark going off uh, for Harry Charlesley. Uh, recurring from from his injuries, he continues his comeback or was he just looking to freshen things up? No, it was a different injury. He just uh, felt his hamstring tighten up in the first half and was no good to carry on. So Harry's really our only uh, other midfielder on the bench. So it was just a straight swap. But we wanted to switch it around a little bit. With Ollie Hawkins getting booked just before half-time, uh, we didn't want any problems with him receiving a second yellow uh, and with Miller causing his problems down the sides. 
we just rejigged it a little bit, got Ollie Hawkins up top uh, with Jordan Barry and, uh, and Reese Oates playing off him and thought it worked a little bit better. And it worked, an absolute treat, that first goal especially, a long throw from Elliot Hewitt. Was, was that in your, your mindset today once you got Hawkins up there to try and utilise that long throw? No, it's just uh, something that we have if we want to use it in the army. We're not a, a great team saying, oh, let's throw every throw in because if we can get it down and play and put a cross in, we'll do that. Uh, but now and again, there's nothing wrong with it at all and it's got us a goal today. And Jordan Barry had a couple of opportunities today to get on the score sheet, but again, it came from real flowing football, which is becoming a real staple of your side. Yeah, lovely passing move and uh, a run off the ball, Harry Charlesley, a nice little ball down the side and he, he smacks it in and we were very relieved to see that go in. We didn't feel comfortable at any point today uh, during the game. Conditions were difficult, it wasn't, wasn't flowing football as we have been, uh, but they're, they're, honestly they are so important, those victories. And the other big thing today as well was the fact that we got that second goal in the 89th minute. Quite often teams with a 1-0 lead at home would sit back and sort of soak things up. Your team didn't want to do that at all and it, I think it lifted a lot of pressure. It definitely. Uh, we've, we've endured some, I think, uh, really nervous added time uh, of late, no more so than five or six minutes against Swindon the other night. So uh, to get that second goal, we can get a couple of subs on and even get, you know, Ollie Hawkins was carrying a knock and Oatsy. So even to get them off for three or four minutes, you know, re- reduces the uh, chance of further injury or anything. Uh, and it would have been lovely to get it a few, you know, five minutes early and we'd have got the subs on. Uh, but yeah, not to be sweating on those last few minutes was great. Stags boss Nigel Clough speaking to me for Mansfield 103.2 after that game uh, at home to Warsaw on Saturday. If you want to watch more of that, make sure you go to our social media pages and our YouTube page where you'll also see an interview with Harry Charlesley. A reminder then that the Stags are on the road this week. A trip to Forest Green Rovers tomorrow. Departure from One Course Stadium is 3pm. Not quite sure how many seats left on the coach uh, for that one, but there are still still available on the second SSA coach up to Barrow on Saturday. Uh, departure time is 8am from One Course Stadium. Um, for further information, call 07967 689 597. 07967 689 597 is the number to call. Prices for both games, £15 for Amber members, £20 for Blue members, 25 for non-members. Tomorrow night, then, it's the Clash of the Titans. Forest Green Rovers versus Mansfield Town. League leaders, Forest Green Rovers versus the ever-climbing Mansfield Town. And to be honest, Nath, when that game against them in sort of early December was called off due to COVID, there were a lot of frustrations thinking, you know, it was the perfect time to play them and all of that. But since then, Mansfield have continued to grow and grow and grow. And actually now, I feel that we're in a far better position than what we were then. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think we, we may be missing one or two more players back then as well. So mm. um, yeah, we've, we've got a couple back in ourselves. Um, you know, our forms continue to, or maybe even better. Really, it's, you know, it's still certainly we're still on that winning run. Um, and and Forest Green have you know, they've been still a bit late, but let's not be under any, any illusions. You know, they 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 are top of the league and distance for, for good reasons so it's going to be a, an incredibly tough game but we kind of can go there with nothing to lose in a sense so obviously we want to carry on the run that we're in but you know this it's it's for us to go there and um 
know, they, they, it's the pressure on them, so it's for us to go down and cause a, I guess, a little bit of confidence. Yeah, the pressure is on them, I guess, in a way, Cam, because you look at, you know, the, the form table and everything. Last 10 games, we're top of the tree. Nine wins, one defeat in our last 10 league games with, of course, six straight league victories. Forest Green in their last six, uh, full uh, with uh, one, two, three draws and three uh, three victories. They've dropped a third in the form table, but still remain uh, top of the league. But the big thing tomorrow night will be, it will be a battle of the defences in some way, because you, you, take, you take Jamil Matt and Matt Stevens out of the Forest Green side, um, 32 goals between them, 16 apiece. Keep those two quiet and Forest Green struggle. Definitely. Um, I don't really know what to expect from this game. It's going to be a weird one because I think <laughs> you didn't expect Forest Green uh, a while ago to, to go and draw five all at Oldham. Obviously, they found a way through the Forest Green side five times. That's a quarter of their goals this season in one game. So we know that we've got to be on his toes because they're not going to be they're not going to be a pushover. But last last few games, it's it's just been um, it's like they've plateaued a little bit. They've just not not quite been hitting the form that they want to be. And I think we've probably got them at a better time now than we did before. Obviously, they were on a fantastic run of perform. Before, yes, we were doing relatively all right, but now, like you said, we've got six wins in a row. They've not, they're not doing as don't think they've lost, but they've drawn a couple in there. So they're going to be wanting to to respond and and hit back and get back to three points. But you look at it, and we're and we're the better. Well, on form, we're the more form team going into that game, but. It's a long way for the lads to go on a Tuesday night, and I think they'll have probably travelled down today. But it's still a long way to go, and it's it's a weird place. It's usually horrible to go to Forest Green, especially on a Tuesday night, getting wet, and it'll probably be windy, and it's just going to be. Especially if you want to buy, yeah, <laughs> anything meat related. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm, I'm on chips and. I think I'll be all right because I think I'm going to have a pint of cider in the bar because, well, it's vegetarian and vegan. You mean, but... the, you mean, you mean the tent outside the ground because you're not allowed in the bar? I think we might be allowed in the bar. I don't know. Either way. You're not old enough to drink, right? 12-year-olds now have got these fake IDs, mate. It's, it's I'm, t- I'm taking your... Craig, I'm taking your car into a little village at bottom of Hill. You're taking my car nowhere, son, if you want to get there tomorrow. There you go. I hope you've got your birthday cake ready for your trip tomorrow. Otherwise, you're not getting in the car. Anyway, well, let's I've go back to... presents, so don't worry about that. Steady on. I hope it's petrol money. Uh, let's uh, go back <laughs> to the uh, the game itself, Clive. And, you know, Forest Green are, are in good form. They are top of the table for a reason. They are difficult to break down, as we say. But as the January transfer window creeps upon them, because they've got two goal scorers who've got 16 goals apiece, there are rumours going around that, you know, Forest Green may cash in on one or both of them. If Mansfield can go down there and sort of, uh, you know, I, I never like Mansfield being like this, but I think sometimes you've, you've got to be, sometimes you've got to be, for want of a better word, that team who are absolute bastards to someone. We've got to go in there, get under the skin and, and, and irritate them because, I, you know, Forest Green will, will just will look down at everyone and go, 
well, you know, they're in good form, but, you know, we're Forest Green and we've only lost two all season. We'll we'll be all right here and we'll just get the ball up to these two and we'll get a goal. We just need to go and irritate them. That's Stephen Quinn sent off in yeah. about five minutes then. Well, that's the point. That's the point I'm trying to make, Clive, because we, we need players of that ilk who are going to get under their skin and say, you know what, you've had it your way until now this season. Well, tonight, it's our way. I don't, uh, I don't like your plan. <laughs> I, th- I think uh, we're not a bastard side, and I think we've 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 proved that. I think we've got a, a couple of nuggets in the side that every now and again have short fuses. But we could be- we're better off not having people sent off than uh, than uh, trying to beat up the top of the I table. Wasn't for a, I wasn't for a, a second suggestion we should get people sent off. I was just no, but one goes with the other. Craig. Few, few, few Listen, <laughs> as for the game, I mean, I, I, before we went on air, I was saying to you, uh, under normal circumstances, and given where Forest Green are, I'd be delighted with anything other than a defeat tomorrow. Since the signing of this super player, JJ somebody or other, we. Um, I've had to recalibrate. So I think we're going to win tomorrow night. We won't keep a clean sheet because those two prolific strikers will, will find their way through us. But I think we've got enough in the enough firepower now to beat them. I'm not going to give you my score forecast yet because that's for later. Well, do you know, in fact, you are because that's the time of the show we've come to because we have actually nearly run out of time. All right, 3-2. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll come to it in a second. We'll get Nathan's... <laughs> We'll get we'll get a final comment from Nathan because you mentioned clean sheet there. We we'll talk. You said we're not going to keep a clean sheet, but one yeah. thing we did do on Saturday, Nathan, which we didn't talk about, was keep a clean sheet, a long overdue clean sheet. And you know what? Going into that game tomorrow night will actually put us in. You know, it will just boost the confidence once more. Yeah, um, certainly for, for for the obviously the defensive side of the game, and we are going to going to have to be on it. You know. From what I've read, um, you know, from a lot, a lot of the Forest Green games so far, although obviously that you you've got those two strikers that are in in good form, but apparently a lot of it comes from their wingers. So, um, you know, as much as we need to stop the the Forest from playing, we've also got to I think there's more areas on the pitch to worry about. So we've got to we've got to be on it defensively. But the fact that we finally got a you know good sheet in there. Um, you know, should, should take us into that game with a bit more confidence, which is what we need. We were, we were shipping a lot of goals, even though we were scoring. But at some point, you know, you're going to come against a side where, you know, if they get a couple of goals and if they're only defensively, you know, we're not going to do it. So um, there's, there's, there's that positive. Um, if I'm, you know, obviously I want us, if we come over draw tomorrow, I'm happy. But I think the fact that we've won. We beat London and we beat Warsaw. Those two games, it, we kind of can afford to lose a game. Now. It's not, you know, it's not the end of the world to do go to Forest Green and don't come back. Yeah, we've got to, we've got to lose some at some point. The, the run has to come to an end at some point. The law of averages say that, and then it will be all about how we respond. But I genuinely think that we are in a really good position tomorrow night to go and uh, take them on. And uh, you know. I had two birthday wishes. One was to see John Joe O'Toole sign. He has. The other is to get three points. It's my birthday tomorrow. So uh, I think Nigel and the boys should thoroughly oblige. And that is why tomorrow night I'm going, I'm changing my original prediction because I found uh, the original predictions from the uh, the game, which was postponed here. Last time I said a two or draw uh, of Ollie Hawkins and Reese Oates to score. I am going to say that we are going to nick it 2-1 we're going to be 1-0 down at halftime and we're going to come out firing in the second half and we're going to score goals from Roadrunner Reese Oates and an absolute worldy half a yard tap in for Stephen Quinn. 
um, who are going to score on my birthday. So, uh, Cam, I'm going to come to you. What are you going to predict for this one? I'm going to go 2-1 as well. Because I don't, I don't win. Win. Sorry. Yeah, 2-1 win. Please, please, I don't please, think... Please I haven't I have got the confidence that we'll keep a clean sheet, but um, I'm thinking... Uh, yeah, I reckon Quinny will get one. And I, I think Faz Rawson against his former team. That's oh, a good shout, actually. It's a good shout. Nathan, last time you went for a 2-1 defeat with George Lapsley to score. What are you going to go with this time round? I'm going to go for a 1-1 draw. A dead draw oh, a little ooh. bit. And uh, we've got to get a draw at some place. Uh, now at this point, aren't we? So, uh, yeah, 1-1 one, one draw. I'm going to go for BCO with, with a goal. Clive, I'm going to come to you. What did I have last time? Uh, I can't remember because you weren't on the show last time. It was uh, Mr Wilson in your seat. So he went for a 2-1 win with Lapsley and Hawkins, if that's of any help. Right. Well, I, I've, let me say straight away, it's no, it, it will be no shame to lose against that Forest Green Rovers. If it happens, it happens. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to get one or two between now and the end of the season. Let that be one of them, if that's, if that's the case. But I'm full of confidence because it's your birthday. Um, I'm going to say 3-2 win. And I'm going to say Oates, Hawkins and JJ O'Toole. John Joe O'Toole. You never know. You never. I mean, yeah. When was the last time 3-2 happened? We're good at three two guys. And we need a bit of fog. I mean, if anything, we should win three one because I'll be thirty one tomorrow. Now I don't look a day over twenty one, but stop it, guys. It's fine. Stop it. It's fine. Uh, but there you go. If you want to play along with podcast predictions, the link is in the description. Uh, please do feel free. You need to get your predictions in an hour and one minute before kickoff because we will be checking and we'll give you an all important podcast prediction league. Um, you know, uh, we'll give you an all important podcast prediction league table update uh, later in the week. That's almost all we've got time for, other than to do the one thing which I know Cam looks forward to every single podcast now. There's no coincidence that since I've started picking up the microphone to commentate again, Cam has started coming back on the show purely to listen to the last eight minutes or so to recap the game. So sit back, turn your speakers up and enjoy as we recap Saturday's game, as told on Mansfield 103.2, with me and Lee Wilson, Mansfield Town against Warsaw. Enjoy. Welcome to One Core Stadium for Mansfield Town's sixth consecutive home game. Mansfield Town really getting used to those home comforts. This afternoon they've made one change to the side that won in midweek, beating Swindon by three goals to two. Ryan Sturk is the man who goes out. Farron Rawson is back after a bout of COVID. He goes to centre-half. John Joe O'Toole moves into his more familiar midfield role. The Stags will line up with Nathan Bishop in goal, a back four of Elliot Hewitt, Farron Rawson, Ollie Hawkins and Stephen McLaughlin, John Joe O'Toole sits at the bottom of the diamonds, George Maris at the top of it, Ollie Clark and Stephen Quinn in the middle, Jordan Bowery and Reese Oates up front in attack. On the bench, Marek Steck, Richard Narty, Harry Charsley, Danny Johnson, Tyree Sinclair, Jason Law and James Gale. Mansell's got to move the ball quicker. They've got to do things a little bit quicker to move this ball and open them up. But when they do get the ball up and they turn and they're running at them, they, they look a massive threat like now. Bowery, there he's in now. To the right can he square it? Can he square Bowery. it? Square it! 
continue to square it. It's pushed behind by the goalkeeper of uh, Carl Rushworth for a second stage corner of the afternoon. But like you said there, Lee, he needed to square it because Reece Oates had the goal at his mercy. Absolutely. I've just talked about when they get one, they get him turn and run at him. They're going to cause them lots of problems. And they just did that there. Reece Oates was so free in the middle of the box and he's, he's took the wrong option. He's took a shot. And all he had to, there's actually two. There was Maris as well. He could have squared them both and it surely would have been 1-0. So it's a wrong decision from Bowie there. But, you know, let's hope we can... Uh, capitalise on this corner Quinn will take it left footed in swinger away to our left in front of the north stand Stags have everyone forward by Elliot Hewitt in comes Quinn's ball towards McLaughlin in front boot oh, off the line he's blocked on the line and Warsaw scrambling away Mansfield needs to get bodies back though now because Warsaw will come forward George Maris doing just enough against the number 7 Brendan Keenan but Keenan's turned him but Bowery's there to help him out and Mansfield come forward again as Hawkins releases Maris who finds Bowery on the left hand side what can he do with it Jordan Bowery driving forward Clips in George Maris to the left of the box. Maris shoots. He's deflected behind for a third corner. Fantastic work from Bowie there. You know, we just had one cleared off the line from him. McLaughlin had it from the corner. They lost possession of the ball. Maris held up and Bowery worked his absolute socks off to win the ball back and put a great little ball forward there for Maris. Who had a shot and it's gone out for a corner. It's, it's really good recovery play from Mansfield. Again, the Stags leave everyone forward. Uh, Bar Elliott, Hewitt, Farron Rawson trotting back as well. Maris right foot in, swinger towards the middle. Rushworth pushes it onto the bar and the referee says, there's a foul on the goalkeeper on the line as three Warsaw players help the goalkeeper to his feet but the Stags rattling the woodwork Tyree Shea looks the more likely uh, to try and hit this um, just to the right of the area the Stags have a three-man wall it'll be a four-man wall if Quinn joins it Nathan Bishop lining up his wall it's left with a three-man wall there are a couple of players over this now they could be trying a training ground move here for good Warsaw Hayden White has trotted across to the right of the area trying to drag Jordan Barry out of that wall Nathan Bishop bellowing stay there big opportunity for Warsaw to open the scoring here this should be the last action of the first half there's the referee's whistle Shade will hit it low and he's wide of target and for all of Warsaw's plotting and planning that really just didn't come off and the referee says you've taken enough time there that's it half time yeah absolutely that's a good opportunity for them to be fair it's uh, a tame effort in the end so uh, got away with that but you know that's quite a scruffy off we've not got a football in going which sometimes happens so you've got to be patient Harry Charlesley has replaced Captain Ollie Clark at the break there's also been a change to this, the way the Stags line up as well with Ollie Hawkins moving from centre half to up front John Joe Tools dropped in at the back goalless at the minute but the Stags coming forward out to the left of the box looks to try and find Charlesley Hawkins finds Charlesley looking to try and find Jordan Bowery and the groan you can hear from the Stags fans tell you all you need to know that Warsaw win the ball back and come forward towards the halfway line Hewitt trying to get the ball away low ball down the right hand side he's cleared by Farron Rawson but picked up again by Warsaw in the centre of the park and there's a foul there by Harry Charlesley on the Warsaw man a Warsaw free kick let's talk about that substitution and changing shapely Harry Charlesley on for Ollie Clark looks like Mansfield have just changed things up at the back a little bit um, and uh, moved Ollie Hawkins up front yeah I like it a lot better because Jay, um, O'Toole's gone back into centre half where he's done so well for us Maris has gone into the holding role but Maris can pick a pass you know you can see a pass forward that's where we're missing Sturk today and Charles has gone in there because I thought Clark was pretty average today to be fair to him and Hawkins up top so it gives more, more of a threat so I think we're going to see more passing quicker because Maris will get on the ball and start setting things off and I think the fullbacks will have a lot more to say today so I'm, I'm, I'm quite pleased with, with the change of formation and, well not formation of personnel and how he's done it there's Bowery on the right hand side from Hawkins as 
Rogers knocked down. He's found Reese Oates, and Roadrunner knocks it round the corner. He's up against Roland Meniese. Meniese wins this one, but Oates back on his feet and wins it back. Knocks it through Meniese's legs, and Meniese gets something on it and tapped it out for a stag throw, which Elliot Hewitt will take for Mansfield, looking to try and find the substitute, Charlesley, and does on the right-hand side. Charlesley tries to go through the legs of Stephen Ward, wins Mansfield, another throw, and Elliot Hewitt signals for everybody to get in the box. He's going to deliver a long throw for Mansfield. 57 minutes played. Mansfield Town nil, Warsaw nil. Can this be the one which unlocks Warsaw? Come on, you Stags, there's a roar from the Stags fans. Hewitt up against the Hoardings, winds the ball behind his head, long throw in towards the middle, flicked on by Hawkins, my run for Reese, he's bust in the box, yeah! has turned the ball home, and the substitute who came off the bench to replace Ollie Clark at the break has put Mansfield Town on 58 minutes into a one-goal lead, a long throw from the top draw, flicked on by Hawkins, and Charlesley said goodnight Warsaw. Finally, finally, a ball dropped nicely for Mansfield in the box, you know, Hewitt getting the box Hawkins big presence we talked about the start of the game got the flick on battled away for it it felt lovely for Charles and he absolutely panned it in the net great goal finally 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 this game will open up it's going to lead away now. I think Mansell could re- kick on now because there'll be a lot more space because they've got to come out at us. Warsaw throwing everything forward up towards Miller. Rawson there to head away again. Charlesley deep inside his own half. Jordan Barry helping out this near right-hand side as well. Barry gets the clearance up towards Hawkins who's having his shirt pulled but Hawkins does enough and sends Barry on his way down the right who releases Charlesley. Gives it back to Barry to the right of the box. What can Barry do? Breaking Harry Charlesley again. Charles, get in! Get in! Super sub, Harry Charlesley, Super Mansfield, jumps in the air, punches the air, everybody jumps on Harry Charlesley, Mansfield Town fans jump out of their seats, it's Mansfield 2, Warsaw 0, counter-attacking football at its best. Absolutely fantastic, Jordan Barry, I can't praise him enough what, what he played in that goal. He's only won the ball, he's then played the ball, won the ball again, was strong, turned, carried, put a great ball in behind for Charlesley just to strike home lovely. 2-0, three points, playoffs are beckoning, run around. Take in that atmosphere. There is something special brewing here at One Core Stadium. Ross on the other end gets it clear towards Charlesley, who's got a brace for the stakes from the bench, gets it to Quinn. Quinn driving forward here. There are we're into that. We're over the three minutes played here, so any time now the whistle will go. There's a throw for the Stags down that far side, Tremendous. and Mansfield Town will just take their time over it. Mansfield Town seconds away from another victory and a clean sheet, getting towards low playoffs and setting up a real ding-dong battle on Tuesday night. Tuesday the 18th of January at the new lawn, Forest Green Rovers league leaders against informed Mansfield Town. Stags throw in that far, over in that far corner. McLaughlin takes it to the feet of Jordan Bowery, who's done well tonight as well. Should have got his scoring boots on. He didn't, but Harry Charlesley did, and the referee brings an end to yet another magnificent Mansfield Town display. Harry Charlesley from the bench at half-time to make it at full-time. Mansfield Town 2, Warsaw 0. Mansfield Town go marching on.
Let's do it all again tomorrow, shall we? Make sure you join me for full match commentary. Me and Lee Wilson with you again on Mansfield 103.2. Build up from 7pm. We'll kick off, kick things off with Team News, followed by full match commentary. If you can't get to the game, make sure you're sat by your radio sets, listening to it as we give you every little bit of the action. Final word on tonight's show, and this comes from our super sub, Mr. Alan Wilson, who's made up this little ditty following today's news. There once was a player called O'Toole, who certainly was nobody's fool. He packed his bags and played for the Stags, and his performances made the fans drool. 17th of January, 2022, forever known now as John Joe O'Toole Day. But can the 18th of January, significant for no reason that I can think of whatsoever, happy birthday to me, can that be the day where Mansfield Town take down the league leaders? The Stags are in the playoffs, seventh place at the moment, six consecutive wins, taken on a side in Forest Green Rovers, beaten by only Swindon and Port Vale so far this season. Let's see if Nigel Clough's men can add their names to the list. Join me on Mansfield 103.2 as I say for full match commentary on that one and be sure to join us later on in the week to recap that game and look ahead to Saturday's trip to Barrow. The miles keep on adding up. Can the Stags keep adding on the points? This is the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield matters. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. No, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.